Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The Breakfast Brief on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danka, Barty Jagdish, and Ryan Two Chains Huang. <laughs> this is not the one seemed to be cooler, so I'm I trying, think everyone I'm trying needs to help. to have a rapper name. I'm trying so to help. Maybe you can think of one by the end of the show. I will. Okay, uh, think of a rapper name for Ryan Huang. Got to settle this by the end of the show. No, I think he was asking you to think of one for everyone yourself. Needs one. No, I don't need it. Oh, everybody. No, no, I don't. I cannot rap. <laughs> it could be related to a watch or uh, one of your fingers. <laughs> Uh, if you're wondering what's going on in the show, we're still very much sane, but yes, uh, we're yes. just indulging and enjoying the fact that it's Friday, and I hope you are too. Mm. Uh, however, there is a lot of news to digest. This yes, indeed, there is. And this was something that we were talking about practically every day just a couple of months ago. It was Evergrande every day. Mm. Uh, now it's back on the radar. They've declared a default. What's happening now? Yeah, that's right. So we've had a long time actually to digest this because it's been in the news for so long. Finally, a milestone. You've got a ratings agency declaring Evergrande as a defaulter for the first time. So we've heard how they've managed to time and again escape at the last minute by paying up for bond coupons or interest payments. But this time around, in the latest round, the deadline was sometime earlier this week they did not pay up and that was the end of the grace period the 30-day grace period for paying up and here we have Fitch Ratings finally saying no it is labelling Evergrande to restricted default over its failure to make two coupon payments by the end of a grace period on Monday so this may trigger cross defaults on the developer's $19.2 billion worth of dollar debt. So this is not great news for investors, especially offshore investors mm. in its bonds. And this downgrade came on the back of the downgrade. It also slapped on Kaiser Group. So it's not just Evergrande, but you've got also other Chinese developers under the crosshairs. So Kaiser Group failing to repay a $400 million bond that matured on Tuesday. So together, the two companies account for about 15% of outstanding dollar bonds sold by Chinese developers. So not too big to fail. And Mm. here you have finally Evergrande being labelled a defaulter. Okay, so at this point, what can we expect moving forward? So the big question has been, you know, what is going to be the impact, the ripple mm. effects that we might see in terms of jitters in the markets, especially property, you know, contributing to 25% of the Chinese economy. So it is going to be closely watched in terms of how investors react. So that's a big question mark. You can't control that. So what's been done, at least by the regulators and the Chinese government, has been to put out signals that they are going to be there to prevent any messy situation that might spiral out of control. So systemically, they say they are going to be there to be pumping in any required liquidity into the markets. But they are not going to bail out any particular company. And they have said, no, they're going to let market forces decide which companies are healthy and which should be weeded out. And also, in recent weeks, they have been cutting the lenders' reserve requirements. So for banks, they have been able to lend more to other businesses. They have also signaled an easing of real estate curbs. And they've also rolled out more measures to help some of the healthier or higher-rated developers retain access to funding. So it's been a bit more targeted in that sense how 
the Chinese government has been trying to tackle this. But at the same time, they have been quite wary about intervening too much. So it's been a delicate balance. Mm, Certainly, we'll be watching those developments closely to see how far this market-oriented approach goes. Let's talk about inflation, Ryan. Always on the radar. Now, we saw Jerome Powell finally Mm. admit that it's time to shrug off this illusion that inflation (laughs) is going to be transitory. It is here to stay. So what's happening in this department? Okay, so another round of inflation data that will be out tonight and very closely watched. And it will be seen or closely watch to see if that will ease from October's 30-year high of 6.2%. So this all feeds into next week when the FOMC meets. And like you pointed out, the Fed has been kind of pivoting to a more hawkish tone, thinking about retiring the word transitory, and now thinking about quickening the pace of tapering. So that may come next week, and the latest round of inflation data will help to inform that decision. And we had a bit of a curtain raiser already from China that came through from yesterday's round of inflation data where the factory gate inflation eased in November from the October 25-year high. So that is seen as a possible guide to how maybe we could see the same thing for US inflation data tonight. All right, uh, let's take a look at something you might find interesting, a bit of water cooler talk. Which were the biggest search and news trends for Google this year? Yes, right. So the company has released its annual Google search trends, highlighting what the world has been searching for this year. Okay. And mm. let's start with... <laughs> Any guesses? The table. Let me give you a few okay. multiple choices. Okay. okay. You've got the Good. Federal Reserve, mm. Donald Trump, meme stocks, and cryptocurrencies. I go for Donald Trump. He's always number one. And then now he's got this truth.com thing coming out, That's right? It's, it's called truth.com. <laughs> there we go. Come on. And next, he'll be Elliot Danker, who can do a great Donald Trump. Uh, is Elliot Danker related <laughs> to Donald Trump? <laughs> is Ryan Huang a rapper? No, I'm going to go with crypto. Okay. Elliot, you've got it right on oh, the Oh, congratulations. So, crypto was mm. one of the top searches. And let Ooh. me give you the rundown. Actually, Afghanistan was the top news search for by mm. what happened with the AMC Entertainment you know, rally and COVID vaccine was number three. Okay. Dogecoin, number four. And GME stock was number five, GameStop. So mm. that's the kind of landscape we had in 2021. People just searching for the hottest trends about investing. Also worth noting, also in the spotlight was sports making a big comeback. So that mm, was yes, one of yes. the biggest or most popular searches in 2021 as we see more restrictions being lifted and people just you know, wanting that sports um, kind of activity coming back. What, what mm. about what about TV shows? I don't know. Number one, definitely Squid Game. You are right, Barty. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> so maybe this will give you this a very easy to guess of an yeah. idea of what you might need to catch up on if you have not caught these shows yet. Number one, Squid Game, mm. followed by Bridgerton, uh, Wonder Vision, number three, oh. number four, Crowbar Kai. I haven't caught this one yet. You mm, clown, you better too. go and catch it. New season coming out very soon, 31st December. Oh, it's okay. on Netflix, right? Yes. Okay, okay. And uh, number five, Loki. Oh, it's a pretty good season as well. <laughs> some wow. ideas for you to watch um, over the Christmas period. I have not watched any of these. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.